0: Welcome to the Yes Girl Live podcast. I am so excited today. I have a beautiful woman on my podcast today. And if you've never been here before, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for joining us, taking time out of your day just to revel in whatever wisdom is being put down here. Yes Girl Live is present so that we can learn from each other have impactful conversations and grow together as community because i truly believe that when one person heals we all heal so today i have the salvadorian wellness goddess for building community around authentic self-expression and acceptance. She is deeply rooted in her wisdom through personal life experience, Buddhist practices, and her yoga beauty that she does. She's an instructor, a breathwork facilitator, a health coach, CEO, and founder of Wario Wellness. And the only thing tiny about her is is her frame because this queen be packing the healing power y'all i have kathy rivera in the house
1: <laughs> <laughs> what an incredible introduction i'm like my my hairs are sticking up i am like hot i'm like oh my gosh really that's me <laughs> that's you boo <laughs> thank you thank you so much for an incredible introduction it is me i am kathy rivera Yes,
0: yes, and I'm so excited because Kathy and I met in the on the online space. Like I've met most of my queens on this on this show, and I'm so excited for her to share her story when she came to me and just told me about how she started with self-healing based on her inner child work through breaking through ancestral trauma and generational trauma. And from there, she just broke into this beautiful lotus that she's still growing into and building community around. And I just like, I have to get you on the podcast when you are ready. You tell me, no, because it is on, girl. And so here we are today, and I'm so excited for you to share your story with everyone. How you went from, you know, someone, because you do web design, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that was like mm-hmm. corp that's corporate life, right? <laughs> There's always this like integration oh, yeah. that we bring mm-hmm. in spiritually. But let's let's hear it, girl. Tell us your story. We want to know. Wow. Okay. So, where <laughs> do we begin? Um so I
1: am a first generation Salvadoran American. So, I am first generation of all the things. And so as any child of immigrants will know, that is such a heavy uh, a title and role to take on. I um, was the first to go to high school and graduate, first to go to college and graduate. And also I've always felt like I was that black sheep um, in, the ha- in, the, in the family. I'm the weird one. I've always been the one that was has literally gone unconventional by all means. And everyone's like, oh my God, she's going insane. And it's like, No, I'm just really discovering the me outside of, like, the patriarchy, the machismo, and the cultural, the ways that I was raised, and then learning and expanding and opening my mind and finding the path that truly aligns with me, my heart. Mm. Um, So, geez, let's rewind to 2016, because that was literally it. Um, First and foremost, like, I've been in my wellness journey since 2002. And that was very fitness-based wellness and fitness-based yoga at that time, because even yoga studios didn't even exist at that time. They were all in the gym. Um, And so in 2016, like really was the catalyst of my entire life taking a different trajectory. Um, I had just recently broken off a long-term relationship. We were just no longer happy. I know I wasn't. And I just took, I just made that decision that we both needed to make for the both of us. Um, And then my daughter had started high school. And if you are a parent, high school, middle school into high school, oh my gosh, the teenage woes were so real. And, And that was when everything changed. She got into a relationship and every childhood trauma that I experienced was coming out of me unknowingly unaware and so much so that I had literally no control over my emotions, my mental body, my physical body, my emotional body. I would be shaking and not understanding, like the way that I was communicating was awful because I was so triggered by this relationship that my daughter was in that was completely and utterly toxic and you know as a mother you want your kids you want to, your your job is to protect them and 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 hope that they do well and to 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 be great human beings and then when you see everything that you instilled in them just completely fall apart right before your eyes it's painful and you just feel helpless mm. so i was faced with my childhood trauma and i started going to therapy I was searching for a therapist, a particular therapist, and not someone that was just going to give me medicine and pop pills. Like I wanted to get to the root of it all. And that's where it began. I found a holistic hypnotherapist who was Buddhist as well, who believed in energy work. And I mean, I lucked out Like by the time we were in like six months and it was like two and a half years of talk therapy and a lot of traumatic things of somatic releases. And that's where I learned somatic release and how the importance of really getting deep into the issues in your tissues, because mm, that, is,
0: that is a thing. That.
1: I learned that in yoga teacher training and I was like, that's what <coughs> I was doing. So, um, and that truly just, opened up the pathway to my healing journey. That's where it really went on forward. Two and a half years later, and you know, I was talking to her, you know, my daughter turned 18 and she moved out and it was just still a wreck, but I was feeling more in my body at in that in those two and a half years that I was working with my my therapist. And while things didn't pan out as I had wanted to I had to trust as well that this journey, this path, this, this whatever was unfolding in my life between my daughter and I had to happen. It had to happen. And until this day, I say it had to happen in order for us to, or especially for me in particular, it had to happen for me to um, find my joy and happiness within myself and not attaching it to anything outside of me. And the outside of me was my relationship with my daughter. I was a a wreck if we weren't like good and nothing else like really mattered. And so in a way, being a mother, um, I lost my sense of identity. And I think that As mothers, I've written throughout the years, I've read how common that is that we forget that we had this whole identity before being a mother. And that's great. Being a mother is quite possibly the most profound job we can have. And it's the fucking hardest, heart-wrenching job ever. Um, and it'll make you face the shit that I that you have been avoiding and that's what it happened. And so therapy happened. I went into theta healing. I took my yoga teacher training and that was the first time that I did something for myself that I wanted to do was yoga teacher training and traveling alone, completely transformed my way of traveling. Like I traveled, it was still in the States, but I traveled to Montana for the first time and it was a bucket list of mine. And I tried to travel at least once a week. And then obviously the pandemic happened, but let's not wait, let's wait till we get there. Um so but ever since that that year of traveling alone and doing something for solely me completely changed my life. And that is where I did the mo- this the really big healing as well because my teacher, Selena, Selena Garofino, who I, is my teacher, mentor, and friend, and I love forever. She's one of my favorite humans in my, in, in my life, and she knows that. And we did self-development in our training because she said verbatim, and so did my other teacher, Ronnie, was like, you can only teach who you are. So if you got your shit, Like all up in it, and you're wanting to hold space and be a yoga teacher, a breathwork guide, or whatever it is, or do some be in the healing and wellness industry, you have to deal with your shit before you are able to teach and hold a a sacred space for people. And that blew my mind. And I'm like, yes, why don't we talk about this, this kind of thing that we have to deal, we have to do that work that we want to do you know, out in the world. First and foremost, like everything, everything starts with us, not outside, not here, not on, you know, it's with us, you know, nothing changes until, you know, something changes and it has to always be with us. And it's not a place of like, oh, it's your fault. And I think there's this misconception of, I have to fix it because it's all my fault. No, it's a state of empowerment. And based on where you are in your life, you will either be feel victimized that I have to change or be empowered. I get to change in order for my life to change. And that completely was like, wow, I'm here. That's when I realized I was in the right yoga teacher training that we're not here to mess around. We're not here to just like, oh, teach, you know, pretty yoga classes and and take pretty pictures on Instagram so that we can be a part of the the big, you know, kind of this propaganda of like aerobics yoga that's out there. And so, and that's where the journey began of Really, discovering the 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 work of the breath, the work of um, energy work through that, um, and let me tell you, I did I did I ever think that I'd be in this work? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't think that I was really. I knew that I had this calling, and I knew that I had a big purpose and a mission in life. But I had to do a lot of a lot of work in order to discover what that is. Really, I did. And through my journey of of, of healing and doing this work and showing up every day, which is where it's brought me here now. Now, um, you know, my background goes into healthcare. So I've always been in healthcare, and I think that's where my, my love for service came from. And to be in more specific, like my background was in um, the cardiovascular specialty. So I'm I'm really into like the arteries and veins and all the things. So I know how things function. And it's just kind of nerd out when people, when I used to get, when people used to talk to me about, you know, the, the anatomy of of that, and it was just like, yeah, I totally get it totally into it. And I think that, um, that was how I kind of led me to wellness because, I mean, the cardiovascular system is where it's at. That's where everything is. And if that's not functioning, nothing else is functioning. Something's, yeah. So I'm like really, um, really grateful for that experience to have had that healthcare background for so many years. And I started in a small practice here in Tacoma Park, Maryland. And then transitioned into just other, other, um, I thought that I wanted to be in the hospital and, um, and I ended up being in the hospital field, but I realized very quickly that that was corporate, which is what I didn't want to be in. So I had left one corporate job to go into another, but I didn't know. And so I, after two years, it was always this whisper, like, "This isn't working. This is not aligned with you. It's not aligned. You have something more." And during my act, while I was in this health in, in this corporate job in healthcare, I went through my teacher training. So after that training, it's when it began of like Mm-mm. things started shifting. There was the then I started experiencing the exclusivity, the microaggression, which was really big in that time in 2018, 2019, because we were all kind of bringing it to light. And I, when I was, it was brought to my attention, it was like, oh girl, that's microaggression. Oh girl, that, and this is talking to my own fellow Brown women. And like, no, that's, there's that microaggression. So, you know, oh, you're the, you're the angry Latina. You can't, no one can talk to you because you're upset. And that just really brought me to finally making the decision like all right one more year I'm going to give it another year and I'm going to leave like I want to finish this or whatever excuse I made to stay because it was I mean let's be real it was an excuse it was an excuse to stay comfortable and think that it was going to microaggression. And then the microaggression and, in in the exclusivity got worse. And then there was the incident, I call it the incident that caused that was that really, I had a mental breakdown because of the incident, the incident in my job. And that was essentially when I said, no, um, I had said, this is it. I'm not going to wait another year. And Um, my boss, our, our our boss had, um, I had spoken to my boss about the incident that had happened that I, um, one of the directors had verbally, was verbally violent and abusive to me as, as I was doing my job. And I stood by what my doing my job and she stood by him because I realized afterwards it's because she spoke. To, he spoke to her that way too, all the time. And she was like, accepting of that abuse from him. And when she asked for us to have a dialogue, like we needed to have the conversation, pat think like really patch things up. Um,
0: she did air yeah. quotes, y'all. Yeah, air mm-hmm. quotes. Patch things up. <laughs> patch things
1: up because we're a team and whoop de woo. Um, he gaslit the fuck out of me. And that day I quit. Damn, that day I put in my two weeks notice. I was I was like, you know what? I put in my three weeks notice actually, only because we were doing the American Heart Association fundraising, and I was mm-hmm. so committed wanting to really, um have the best fundraising ever since this was going to be my last one. I was like, (laughs) let's make it the best one. And then they can be like, oh man, this, it wasn't the same after she left. So, and I didn't even make it. I didn't make it, um, to my three weeks because, um, the director that I had the incident with, and I reported was a white man. First off, mediocre white man, um, was, crying and complaining that he was uncomfortable the dynamic in the office made him really uncomfortable and when they approached me about it they were like yeah you know I know you put your weeks in or whatever but we just don't think because of everything that's happened and continues to happen and and I'm like continues to happen I was so like I think that if I my, my face probably said it all. I was so perplexed. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I say good morning to him because I'm a professional, but he was not. He was not saying good morning. He would, gr- he would like grunt under his breath to say good morning. Mm. But I was being punished because of his uncomfortableness. But he completely disrespected me and belittled me verbally abused me but I'm the one who has to be has to go so march 2020 i left i walked out um and i never looked back and then we went when the world shut down the world shut down and i think it was literally the universe kind of protecting me, like I would have had to have been in that environment. And that probably would have been, a, it was, it was a shit show. It was mm-hmm. hell. And I was in Florida too. Mind you that. Wow. So where, that yeah. That says a lot. <laughs> exactly. So I was in Florida when the pandemic hit. And so I can't even imagine how It would have been, and I don't get to imagine it. Actually, I can't even, and I don't want to, but I know I don't want to, it's none of my business, but I guarantee you my boss probably had like was hating her entire life.
0: Mm.
1: And, um, that's what brought me here into this work. After I left, I spent most of the, most of the pandemic really, truly healing from my corporate Mm. trauma. So after doing all the childhood trauma and the sexual abuse trauma, um, I had to deal with corporate trauma. And that shit is real.
0: It's so real, girl. It's so real.
1: Because the thought sometimes, like even after a while, like the thought of some of these people like contacting me because they thought I was there because they didn't even tell anybody.
0: Mm. That's when you know something ain't right when it is not a public statement, when there's things being censored and filtered, that's when you know something's off. Mm-hmm. And how long, cause you've worked there, I'm sure you worked there for a long enough period that people noticed that you weren't there.
1: Yes. And here's the, here, yeah, the people in, and so I had great relationships with the, the units because I was part of a department and I had to have relationships with the managers of each unit and the team members. And so I would, they would text me and I had told them, like, I'm leaving. I've already put my weeks in and everyone, and everyone started sharing good. You don't deserve to be here because so-and-so doesn't deserve, doesn't deserve you. And then everyone started sharing their experience. So Mm -hmm. it has been going on. And I was the first one to say something. And I'm like, why are you still here? There's no way that this is okay.
0: I think that's so powerful when you say that you being able to speak up, this is why it's so big that we're reflections for everybody. When you said like, you can only teach who you are, this is the same thing. It's like you can only speak from where you've been and when you allow yourself to be uncomfortable, do something a little bit scary, because it's scary to speak truth and to talk about the ways that you're being mistreated and then what it reveals to other people how it actually empowers others like you were saying the victimization versus empowerment and you standing in your power and allowing yourself to be in that space opened up so many more doors for other people to express that so even though you weren't there it's like you served a huge purpose so who knows what seeds you planted after you left mm-hmm. and we don't have to look back at that but we get to say thank you and I'm sure you say that now. it didn't feel like that in the part, in the, in the place the of you were in, but now it's yeah. like thank you Jesus. yes <laughs> right.
1: Thank you for the burnout, the multiple burnouts and that life-changing mental breakdown that I had
0: mm-hmm.
1: because my life, my life, my my well-being was is far more important than a paycheck.
0: Yep, agreed. Agreed. This is why I left healthcare too. Well, I'm still a nurse now, but I left the hospital. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, because the same thing, very similar. Everything that you experienced was very similar to what I did. And then COVID just made it a thousand times worse. And yeah. so, I think it's what's really important here too is like how when you started awakening the truth within yourself. Truth started to present itself outside of you externally. So then it was, again, straight reflected of what was happening inside of you. And even Mm -hmm. though it didn't feel, because we have these ideas of who we're supposed to be, like you said, losing identity in the corporation and momhood and your inner child stuff. It's like we lose our identity in all these different places. But when we start asking questions, become curious and healing it, whoa. Like, yeah. your story is a perfect example of what happens when you allow yourself to go there. But it's, I'm sure it's scary. It sucks. It's not always pretty because oh the work. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes.
1: And I say this often like, this healing work is, I call it a beautiful mess. Mm-hmm. It's hard as shit. It's so hard. it's looking at yourself. It's, facing the things that not even and this is the thing like there's things that I've kept holding on to that my parents my parents don't even know because they were just wrapped up in their own you know toxic marriage and relationship so things were happening to me because they were wrapped up in their own things and that caused me to have this trauma in my life. And, you know, it, it's just, for me, this journey has really brought me back to myself. And when I was healing all of that, all of the the, the corporate trauma, it was just feeling like I was, I realized how emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically drained I was. So I feel like it was a blessing to experience a pandemic and just literally start doing yoga. Like I was already a teacher at that time. And then I discovered Katona yoga, which completely transformed. Tell us about that.
0: What is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh my gosh. Girl,
1: put us in the know. <laughs> so, so Katona yoga is, um, uh, founded by Naveen. I am terrible with, with like real full names. I'll just say real names, but yeah, essentially I am terrible with real names. Um, (laughs) Um, so Katana yoga is, it is, it is theory. It is metaphor. It's, Geo- uh geometric it's taoism it's connecting you to great nature and, and chinese traditional chinese medicine all in one and i'm not really uh so i started it over this this past this past summer and i was able to get um like a student of color uh, scholarships over the summer and it during the pandemic my teacher selina who's trained in katton yoga she had um, actually Elena Brower was the first one. Let's, let's be correct. Elena Brown, credible woman teacher. Also, she was the first one who I experienced Katona yoga. And then my teacher during the pandemic, like I just started practicing Katona yoga. So it's shifted from Hatha yoga to, which I've never done. I've never been a vinyasa power core yoga, whatever they call it nowadays, um, a fitness-based yoga um, since I became a, t- a, a trained teacher. I've that, it went from yoga to a yoga practice and really honoring the, the, the classical yoga philosophy.
0: Mm. Mm. Which is not
1: trying to what, which is more than asana. Mm. It's more than just a fitness-based. Yeah. It's honoring pranayama and meditation. Because nowadays you don't see people teaching pranayama meditation at a, at a yoga studio. They don't. And you're missing such a, such a big part of yoga. Like there's this nectar that people are missing out on and Katona yoga. They say that the asana is building your abode or building the structure of this cup. And then pranayama is you pouring into this cup because pranayama is You're working with prana, which is this vital energy of the universe that provides, it's provided for you. You breathe it, right? It's it's life. life. It's this life. And how do you take it in? Through the breath. And if you're intentional about utilizing this prana, you can create different experiences and shifts within you. And so you're pouring into this cup with prana. And then during meditation is when you sip from this cup so how do you like take all of that like okay we've built this foundation but you're missing out on sipping pouring into this cup because you're so used to of this fitness base and getting the structure so pretty and lean and all the things for for i mean for social media i guess you know and then yeah, it like
0: doesn't invite the real prana the real part of life which is messy which is to just be in the place of whatever position you're in and it doesn't have to look a specific way it's about embodying it right yeah
1: yeah um and i think that's where where kind of i learned about energy and the power of the breath is through my yoga teacher training and i'm always asked which goes to show, which speaks to what uh, speaks to the, all the trainings that are out there. But it's, um, everyone always asks me, where did you learn? What training did you take for your you know, pranayama meditation? And I always tell them, my yoga teacher training, my 200 hour, and they're always shocked. They think that I took something else in addition to, which is great, like, you know, always continue studying, right? But I'm like, but I'm like, no, it's, it was in there in, in that 200 hours. You didn't have that outside of like, you know, Ujjayi, which is the basic yep. pranayama that you could teach people. Nothing wrong with that, but really? And so it just speaks to a lot of the trainings that are out there that are, you're missing out there. You just want, you, they're in the business of just putting out certifications out there because they want to like, you know, make money.
0: Almost feel like mainstream.
1: There it is. That's the word. That's the word. And so my teacher, Selena says always, she's in the business of, she's not in the business of certifications. She's in the business of education, Mm. educating. And I think that makes a huge difference Huge, because you care. That means you give a shit about what you're pouring into people and do they understand? Are they really, are you, are you sending out these students to be innovative, to be intentional, to be intelligent teachers about how in, in, in the world? Because the things that I was taught is you're creating an experience. So what is it that you want to create? And so when I'm creating experiences on and off the mat, that matters to me. Like, do I, am I hoping that people are grounded? Do I want people to open up their heart and be in the heart-centered space? Do I want to enliven people because it's the winter time and it's lethargic season? So I'm going to invigorate them with my yoga practice that I hold for them. Or am I going to do a slower... Um, grounding during the summertime, but it's not like a vinyasa power class because you can't have heat and heat in the summer. Mm. Right. Yeah. So it's learning all these things instead of just like, all right, let's just have a, a, a vinyasa class. And yeah, you, you, you have this experience that you're invigorated because you feel like you're worked out, <laughs> but that's not, but that's not yoga.
0: It's at the heart of it.
1: Some no, it. yeah. it's not. And so learning about the breath was the biggest thing for me and the power of the breath and, and how it truly controls everything mm. when you really think about it. So if you have control of the breath, you can control the mind because you can ease this anxious, overwhelmed mind with the breath, slowing it down, feeling into your body, which, uh, so, you know, there's this thing that we were very disconnected to because we're so taught to go, go, go produce, 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 be active. Because if you rest, especially in my culture,
0: same. if, Filipinos, if my cult- same way. Yeah,
1: you're you're resting, you're lazy, mm-hmm. like that's in Spanish. So, <laughs> and it's, It's insane to me how we're, it's this also American, you know, American culture is the same way. Produce money, produce money, money, money,
0: money. And I just, I... (sighs) Which the money serves a purpose, but it's not all it is it's another relationship it's another type of energy that you get to work with right yeah it's another
1: another part of the energy that you get to work with but if it's always your drive and leading you like is that really purposeful no and so um
0: so yeah with the purpose it's it seems like when you talk about purpose tying it back to the catatonic yoga that you're you're explaining it brings that back into your life so I can't imagine if you're incorporating this into your daily or weekly or however you're putting it into your life how you start to reframe so many different aspects of your own personal life just Mm -hmm. by this intentional practice yes that is so big and that's
1: the thing like the so my thing is is like this is this is what I say the mat is the catalyst Ooh the mat is the catalyst. And because we deal with our shit on, on, on the yoga mat, we we deal with our shit. And then what we learn about ourselves, our body and the emotion that, that arises within us, because if you have a practice, they have a teacher, an innovative teacher that is, has a theme and has an intention of the experience that they're going to create in that room, you're going to come out like Oh, more self-aware, more connected. And, um, I love my teacher, Selena. However, like when I did a day retreat with Elena Brower and, um, McKenzie, um, in Miami, I've never in my life, no one's ever opened me up like her. I so just, her practice just had me crying. Mm. I was also dealing with a lot as well in that time and going through my healing journey,
0: but when this was after you left the hospital, right? That this was all happening or was it before that?
1: No, it was actually during when I was oh, still there. See? Yes. Yeah, so yes. It was
0: really like
1: insane. it was so much. And so the fact that this practice really can do that for me, can can really uh, bring this this healing that needs to happen and when the clarity that could bring to my life or to even just notice like oh my gosh my body is not okay Mm -hmm. where I'm at you know and noticing that this job is energetic really and spiritually physically like doing a fucking number on me Mm -hmm. and I can't ignore it
0: I think this is a really good message too for people out there because I clearly you and I are not the only ones have out discordance within a corporate job or a job that we were in. So this is a beautiful invitation to you guys who are listening. Like if something doesn't feel right or if you smell shit, it's probably shit. So you get to (laughs) tune in, right? Like tune into your body, maybe do a practice. You know, you can YouTube, you can link up, with um, Kathy and she can hook you up with a session and you can really start to maneuver through it. And this is a beautiful way to gently invite your checking in with yourself. Because sometimes, you know, I feel like when I instruct clients like, oh, check in with yourself. They're like, what does that mean? Like, what am I checking here? Right? Right? That's crazy. Yes, but the movement that you teach gives them the opportunity to not have to really think about it because they're moving. And Mm -hmm. it's in whatever thoughts that are coming up with the movement that tell them Mm -hmm. so much about themselves already. Yeah, yeah. So uh, prana,
1: I mean, that was it like the energy work. And I think that's how I was called to breath work. So Mm -hmm. after yoga, after doing yoga teacher training, like I, maybe a couple of years later, I discovered y- breath work and I thought people were talking about like using it in layman terms for pranayama and meditation. Oh no, it was not. <laughs> Thank goodness. Because I was like, <laughs> rolling my eyes, like, okay, what do you mean? So I took my first breath, my first breath work, um, session, it was a circle virtually and Oh my gosh, I, th- I really believe that that was the first time that I had this powerful visual, like my clairvoyance mm. was on and popping. And also like, I feel like that was the moment that I connected with spirit.
0: Was it the breath?
1: Through breath work. yeah. Again, the breath. And so I thought, I need more of this. I need to know more about this. And so I found I I asked the the woman and the the breathwork coach like who's your teacher, and of course as always as glorious and wonderful as the universe always is, it provides. So this other girl came into my feed and and just doing breathwork, and so I was like, all right, let me ask her who she went to. But <laughs> I was still like Googling what what who, where to go for breathwork, and both of them had the same teacher, and I was like, all right. I'm going to go done. We'll look this person up. And, um, of course I'd signed up and then obviously the pandemic happened. So it, it was extended. I didn't go when I was supposed to go, but, um, October, 2020, I went to New Mexico again, like traveling again alone, which was great.
0: Where in um, New Mexico did you go? Uh,
1: Sandia, Sandia park.
0: Oh, okay. Mm Cynthia Park.
1: Um, so I was in like dry mountain area, like energy and, um, Native American land. And it was just powerful. And let me tell you, we, we would, we would, we would say like we breathe. Um, so we would breathe twice a day for like 20 minutes. And I'm telling you, it was the most powerfully healing thing. And mind you, I don't need, I don't need only done breath work like twice before that. Wow. And everyone there had a practice. Everyone there was like "I practice every day, or they'd been teaching a form of it, or they have done the level one training. And I was like in there for the, all three levels for the weekend or the like five days. And I thought, what the hell am I doing here? Everyone here is like a pro at this, but I really just knew that I was meant to be there. And from there then on, I was like, this was the next, like after graduating therapy, like talk therapy, this was what was gonna sustain the healing journey and continue on. Cause I mean, I've like theta healing too. And that I had that needed to happen to like gain back my, my soul fragments and and really and, and take back my soul fragments and release soul fragments that were still within me. Um and I man, did I know I did not know I needed that.
0: And tell us what what theta healing is for people that don't know. Oh my gosh.
1: So I'm I don't even want to butcher it like, but <laughs> essentially it's connecting to the universal and allowing these messages and downloads to be received through you. And so um, I did it with a friend and, and a client um, and it was great. Like I was just tearful. Like I had recently just um, lost my childhood friend, one of the first people I had lost. So, and he came through to me during my theta healing. So it was so emotional. I could see his bright smile and he just confirming, I was like, I'm okay. Everything's okay. And he, he wants every, all every single one of us to just live joyfully. And, and like he was, cause he was such a great person. Like he lived fully, wow. fully unapologetic, unapologetically himself. <sighs> and So it, Theta healing is, is, is energy work. Essentially. It's another form of energy work that has to be guided through a Theta healer to the, you talk to them and tell them what you want to work on. And then she creates these downloads and you um, accept them. You accept Mm. to receive them and you cannot receive them unless you confirm and consent to receive these downloads so like everything you know it's it it requires us to show up and requires us to say yes Mm -hmm. right (laughs) um so yeah and i didn't i didn't plan to do reiki level one this year but that just happened again universe always providing always it just happened and i was like okay i'm gonna go and i did it over in october and man that taught me so much about myself and I think it opened up, you know, the channel so much more about like how empathic I am and how I my like I in take on the people that I loves pain, like actual physical pain. Mm-hmm. But I didn't do Reiki level one for any anybody. I did it for myself because this work that I that I'm showing up for. It's like I learned through Reiki that I've always been a container for people my entire life, um, and to be an op- a more open channel and a right. vessel in this lifetime I felt like I needed Reiki to be able to hold a bigger con- like hold this space for people yeah. the way they deserve to be held sure. and it
0: and, and then it also right transform right the energies with them yeah it
1: does but it, it also like I can now like clear out the energy that I mm. pick up from people and I can also like say okay this is not my energy. I release it for them to, for whoever it is that they need to process it. Mm. So I can clear out my energy from anyone else trying to, you know, show themselves or present themselves to me. And it's just because I'm I'm like the same for me, the same for me to process. Yes. And I think that's where it's led me to really realize, like, I'm here guiding PIPOC humans to mm. find connection to self. Through heart, yeah, through heart-centered and intentional experiences on and off the that. And I think the important thing about that is that it were it it it's the catalyst to healing, finding those new pathways to healing, taking responsibility for their healing, and breaking generational cycles like I'm currently doing.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. So juicy. Like guys, this whole time I'm just like shaking my head like, girl, put it down. Mm, Girl, mm, drop the mic. Mm, Girl, mm, just all these nuggets like (laughs) shaking my head. How beautiful. And like I said, when I said that you carry so much wisdom, it's so beautiful how you translate it through your experience which is like so crucial for us to realize that it's in our experiences that we get to discover and become masters of our life and it mm. will never really truly be masters because i feel like it's just a constant evolvement oh yeah
1: right. <laughs> every expansion requires another level of us and then yes. we have to be in that uncomfortableness again but it's just like it's good uncomfortable because it's 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 needed because mm. to to expand, it's kind of like someone said, someone said it the other, like today, actually I was reading, it's kind of like that snake when, you know, a snake sheds its skin, it has Mm -hmm. to, because it's getting new skin. Mm -hmm. And so why do we want, we, we need to expand out of this old skin?
0: Yeah. I agree with you so deeply. I also was making connection as I was listening to you through all your experiences and how the heart has always been something you've been attracted to. So like yes. you said how you were had that you were on the cardiac unit. And then you have this like gravitation towards the structure and the anatomy and the physiology of the heart. Then you did the American Heart Association fundraiser. And then now you're literally working in pra- energetic practices around the heart and showing people how self-love is the ticket in to healing, to yeah. self-discovery. To putting yourself first. Yes. Because first, we get to serve ourselves
1: first. I mean, there's this thing that people like that's selfish oh you eat first I mean if I haven't eaten all day how can I eat serve anybody else yeah like if I haven't poured into me how do I pour into others
0: and that's what's so miskewed, not only about like culturally right because Ugh. culturally women are meant to put everybody including men before themselves and then mm-hmm. in society it's like if you start to even think about yourself first you are then egotistical you're then selfish selfish and it's, yes and mm-hmm. it's like yo we got this twisted y'all like we got it twisted so we get to change those narratives the more that we have these conversations the more we deal with the energies and deal with our inner selves so that we can awaken what has been stagnant and then teach others again the education piece that you're saying it's about educating with compassion wanting people to understand and i think if i could take something away that's like a big takeaway for me you know yeah so then how do you incorporate this now? Because now that everyone's got to listen to you, they're probably like, how do I work with Kathy? I need to be in her space. I need to be in her class. You know? So like, tell us, like, you have a Renewed Warrior course, correct? Yeah. That you designed me. and created. So yes. tell us about that. Ah, uh, this is like the, the I feel like this the, is your baby. The way that you
1: just said I was that. just like to say that you literally took it out of my mouth. I was like, I literally birthed this baby. Um, um it's putting my work the work that I do um out minus the reiki, um, in one course and really teaching people to get to learn about the breath and how the breath connects us or bridges that gap from the disconnect that we have with our body, or ignoring the body cues, the communication um, and the heart. So that is the biggest thing with Renewed Warrior. If you are feeling disconnected, uninspired, wanting to learn about the breath, wanting to really have a connection with self, want to be um, inspired, you want to um, manifest something because what happens when we connect with the heart? We get to start manifesting. And so um, this was truly about creating a, um, an online course for people to get my work in one place. It's a seven-day self-guided online course. With you get an ebook with all the things um, all together for the seven days. Um, you're we're doing two pranayama meditation practices. We're doing breath work. We're doing yoga, and then we're putting it all together. And at a, the, one of the last practices, we're putting it all together, which is something that I've been doing with myself is doing yoga as a as a way of. Connecting the mind, the body, and like through the breath, and like easing the mind, this active brain that goes, 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 to ease into the breathwork journey a lot easier because we're already open and expansive, and in our bodies, so there is less struggle Mm. to fight the the masculine energy or the masculine breath, as we call it, when when we're (laughs) breathing. And, um, and we get into, to the breath work for, for like the feminine energy. So I was really proud of the fact that I got to create this, um, first online course. It was one of the goals that I had because I really wanted to put something together for all of the work that I do so that people can really start to begin first and foremost, understand the breath to connect to the bot, to your body, to self and the heart. And there's so much that comes out of that you're like catapulted into something something whatever it is that you're looking for and you know every everyone's journey is different so whatever it is that you want to go that's where you're going to end up
0: sign me up girl sign (laughs) me up
1: (laughs) and and so until so there is a discount, so you get to use ease E A S E all caps ten for a discount, and the discount is available until the end of January. And depending, I'll, depending, if you tell me when this is going up, maybe I can extend it or create a new um, create a new code for Yes Girl. Um, so it's you know I, I just really was so excited. I'm like proud of it um better done than perfect but i for me i'm proud of it like i i put my heart into it literally like with everything that i do there was intention and those are my intentions you heard it to connect to understand the breath to connect with the physical body and to the heart Mm -hmm. those are my intentions with this practice may you be inspired and your heart opens and manifests whatever your heart desires
0: That's so delicious. That is so delicious. If people aren't salivating over what you just said right now, I swear to God, they ain't our people. Right. I'm just kidding. We love everybody. We love everybody. Well, maybe not everybody, but most, most people. Girl. Okay. So wrapping it all up, if you could leave us with one, I mean, you basically wrapped it up with what you do in the course, but If you could leave everybody with like one very important takeaway, I know that's, that's very heavy (laughs) because there's a lot of beautiful things that you just put down, but what would that be for everybody? Oh man.
1: All right. One (sighs) takeaway. Healing is a beautiful mess. But it's so worth it. Nothing in life is is nothing in life worth having is going to be easy. But I promise you that healing will come you will see life differently. Mm-hmm. Life would your life will be so different.
0: Yes. Mm, it's like lifting the veil, changing the lenses. And just opening yourself up, opening up your heart, like you said, getting in. I Because that's what healing will
1: do Mm. is open up your heart because there's so many of us that have this big wall around it and we don't need that. No. We can, if we can all lead from a heart-centered space, navigate life from a heart-centered space, I think this world will be a better place.
0: 100%. That's what we're missing right now. Mm -hmm. That is what we are missing. Unity heart healing all of that Mm -hmm. oh girl so good thank you for that thank you thank you Mm -hmm. so now we get to have a little bit of fun okay i'm i've been having fun okay but let's keep let's keep having more fun you're right you're (laughs) right it is so fun everything this has been a good time So at the end of every Yes Girl Live, we have a this or that segment. So it's a little bit of fun, a little bit of, you know, trivia so that you can, we can get to know you a little bit better. So this or that, you ready, girl? Mm I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Okay. I'll I'll throw a little, a couple holiday ones in here. Let's see. Uh, Holiday movies or holiday music? Holiday music. Okay. Uh, Do you do a real tree or a faux tree? I'm allergic, so faux tree. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, leggings or sweats?
1: <gasps> okay, now that's a hard one. Okay, because I, my job, literally, my work that I do is in leggings. So, but sweats. Oh my god! I mean, I could. I even. I. I love sweats. I even teach in sweats. Like, people yeah. <laughs> check me. I can't. I, I have to say both. Can I, I have, hit the
0: sore I, spot with the yoga teacher. <laughs> I know. That
1: was really hard. Uh, no, I, I have to have both. I have to have okay. both. Can I get swaggings? Is that a thing? Oh,
0: no. maybe you can create that. <laughs> I'm right? about it? I'm so about it. Oh, God. Okay. Um, okay, this one's even harder. Yoga or breath work? Oh, shit. Yeah. I'm really putting you through the ringer here. <laughs> you are. Like, I'm
1: sweating now.
0: Yoga or breath work? Ooh. I'm going to go. Mm. Oh, yeah. I am going to go with. Oh, shit. I got her, That's...
1: guys. I, you got her. You, you I got her. You did. You got me. Yoga or breath work? Coño. Um i I'm going to have to go with yoga
0: okay it was that's how you was, found your that was like yeah. your first love
1: that was that I've always loved yoga and, and when I reconnected it it brought me back to my physical body like mm. the sensations and everything um yoga because I can still do pranayama meditation oh yeah
0: oh okay girl I can still get some of that, that rhetoric <laughs> <laughs> I love how you just made that work for you it's so good okay um eat only savory or eat only sweets
1: oh no I have to have savory Oh. I went through the I went through the sweet phase like I could I could do savory
0: okay okay uh, yeah young at heart old or old soul um I think definitely I'm an old soul
1: I I did I think it was like um even my archetype or something something I said I was like I was a sage <laughs> so I'm like yeah that makes sense I totally know yeah that makes sense so i feel soul. like you
0: carry that energy of just like old soul wisdom just truth yeah. love compassionate like yeah i can see why like you you're always holding containers a uh, space for other people because you just yeah. have that inviting love so sweet okay last one when it comes to meditation i'm gonna throw three three out there because it's kind of like the basic ones that people think of when they think of meditation so guided silent or like music guided guided guided, all the way um i don't i
1: I think with the music it's still like distraction yeah you know and it takes away from the actual practice like sometimes i think it's okay but guided if you have like elena brower has the most incredible guided meditations Ooh. and there's never music
0: never oh my gosh. i love that yeah okay well you're gonna have to send me her uh does she have instagram yeah oh yes elena brower okay, okay great so you'll just have to send me all these instagrams and i'll have yours too so tell us you survived first of all you survived that was it that was this or that <laughs> awesome (laughs) and next can you tell everyone how we can find you how we can connect with you yes um my
1: handles everywhere are tiny warrior wellness um on instagram on facebook but i'm mostly on instagram and my website is tiny warrior wellness where if you want to work with me with my live stream classes i have weekly i have breath work and yoga And if you want to work with me um, on a personal level, I have one-on-one sessions. And the new year, I'm going to bring out a lot more services. um, I'm so excited. <laughs> um, Time is over. So, Yeah, exactly. So, 2022 a lot of mm-hmm. events, so just really awesome really so much for the opportunity as I said this is like my first podcast interview and I am like who else to do it with we've chatted we've you know done you know back and forth we've had phone calls together so I feel like this was the perfect perfect Mm -hmm. way to end my year like I wanted to do a podcast interview and
0: I did it and I crushed it it. no you crushed it You crushed it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I feel, again, just humbled and honored that you would choose the Yes Girl Live podcast to share your story and to be the first of many that you are going to be on so that you can continue to spread your knowledge all over because we Mm -hmm. get to hear it. We deserve to hear all things that you're bringing to life. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so much. And thank you to every single one of you that have pressed play and just listened to the entire podcast. Again, it helps us spread the word when you like, share and subscribe, comment, and make sure you tell your friends about it so that we can continue to heal each other together, creating these impactful conversations with each other. And um, as always, be great. Bye. 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 Bye.